Hello, welcome to the show. My name's Geraint John. You're tuned in to the Voice for Voice podcast, and this is Series 2, Episode 10, recorded exclusively for your ears in Brixton, London. Hello. All right. How's it going? Well, okay. Yeah, yeah. So here we are, episode 10 of the Voice of Voice podcast. We've had a bit of a break, actually. Why why have we had a break? I think we've just been so immersed in voice that we've kind of (laughs) forgotten to shout about it. Yeah, no, we've had a little bit of a break. You know, sometimes life takes over and uh, we've actually got an agency to run as well. So, and that's like been quite busy lots of new things that we're working on. So we decided to take a couple of weeks off, but we're back. It's been, I keep on, I always say this, but it's been huge, huge voice news everywhere. And in this episode of the podcast, we're going to be chatting about the the newest and latest news that Google and Amazon are talking about. But before, before we do that, I'd just like to say that... This week's podcast is brought to you by Customize. What's Customized? Hmm. So are you having headaches with Wi-Fi? Always. Are you having arguments about energy bills? Yes. Concerns about your home security? All the time. Well, if you are, you need to call in Customized to install the latest home tech to relieve those pain points. Wow. Exactly. So they offer a free survey Fixed price installation and same week service for the most popular smart home devices. Ask about their all setup services of thermostats, wireless speakers, doorbells, cameras, and other app and voice control tech. So there we have it. Yeah, you sound very passionate. Yeah, no. So these guys are friends of the show, and I've used them to install stuff in my house, so I recommend them. I've personally used them, and they've, you know, they work really hard and I follow them on Instagram and you should do too. Their Instagram Instagram account is customized one and their lovely website is customized.uk.com. So there we have it. That's it. Well, that could soon be if voice enabled ads roll out, then I should be able to say, want to find out more? And then at home you say, yes. And then you're taken to a funnel whereby you can find out more information and, you know, potentially do business with the the wonderful customizer. And if you want to sponsor this podcast, get in touch with me, Geraint at movedigital.co.uk. Global listenership. Yeah. Global. Not Any just product. We don't care. Yeah. Everything. Yeah. No, we do <laughs> It doesn't care. have to be relevant. <laughs> I don't know. Anyway, so should we get on with this? Yeah. So. Oh, yeah. Well, what, so there's been. Obviously, Google's developer conference. So that's the main kind of thing that's been going on. And we're going to be chatting about that because it was about a year ago that Duplex got announced and we all thought the world that was going to change. And it kind of didn't, did it really? And it's now a year on and they're making more announcements. So whether or not these announcements will actually come to anything, who knows? 
What, what do you think yeah, of that? Yeah, I think uh, Google might just be pub talkers. Do you think so? Well, everyone got very excited with the duplex announcement. It was obviously the very creepy restaurant call where you had, I don't know if you've missed this, maybe you were away or live under a rock somewhere, but Google duplex called a restaurant and spoke in a very human-like way and it freaked people out basically. And there were yeah. ethical concerns. Maybe it's wrong for a human, for a robot to pose as a human. Yeah, mm, I don't know. But anyway, it, so, nothing's really happened with it no. since then. Well, we're going to be chatting about that in more detail anyway. So we're also going to be chatting about something that I'm really excited about, which is voice-enabled ads. What's all that about, Will? So we we touched on this before. Well, we um, didn't touch on it. We predicted it well, yeah, about six months ago. Exactly. And we heard that they were being trialed by, I can't remember what the company was called, fairly recently. And Spotify have now got on board. So... If you don't have a premium account and you want to listen to Cindy Lauper, as Gary yeah. does. Do I? You listen to a lot of Cindy Lauper, don't you? No, you listen to Cindy Lauper, mate. I don't listen to... I'm it's into... no shame in no, Cindy Lauper. No, I would never... Good artist. Well, more power to you, Will. You know that you can announce that <laughs> to the world. Anyway. Yes. So before you listen to the song, you know you have that slightly annoying ad. It will say get customized in your home um after that ad as you say you'll be able to say would you like to find out more and then you're taking down a voice funnel so this is a completely new form of advertising which could have massive impact for audio streaming so podcasts audio books got a smile on my face now because i just think this is going to be epic epic we need to roll this out well yeah well it's going to be more work for conversation designers around the world and obviously a big monetization area of voice well, we can chat about that in more detail. What else are we talking about, Will? Call Joy. What's Call Joy? Call Joy is a, a service which will answer calls and address common questions. So it's basically a kind of, if I've understood this correctly, a robot customer service. So and Go- it's Google have rolled this out, haven't they? Yeah. Okay. Interesting. Interesting. All right. So some quite significant kind of events in the last few weeks, obviously the reason that we ha- we didn't do the spot there podcast was that we knew that this these events were coming, so we wanted to save this amazing content for you. But the skill of the week, well, is this actually a skill? It's actually more that .gov have enabled twelve thousand queries via Alexa and Google Home. So stuff that to do with. All the stuff that you would find on a .gov website. Now, allegedly, you can actually find out via voice. Quite actually quite useful. Well, it is. Should we put it to the test? Is it on both? Is it on both? Well, we can test A them both. and G. Yeah, all right, chill out, Will. What? I just don't want to say it. Alexa, when is the next bank holiday? The next bank holiday for the UK is the spring bank holiday on the 27th of May. That's Very right, good. isn't it? Yeah, yeah, that's correct. Loads of bank holidays. Loads of bank. If, for the listeners in America, basically in the UK, we just have loads of holidays. So there was a last Monday, nobody worked. A couple of weeks' time, no one's working again. A few weeks he, ago, didn't work Friday or Monday. And what Will does is he just goes to Cornwall, don't you? Well, I, I went to Cornwall once. <laughs> <laughs> All right, okay, let's get to the next one. Alexa, what is the minimum wage in the UK? The minimum wage rate is the lowest hourly rate that employers are allowed to pay workers. According to Gov.2K, as of the 1st of April 2019, the United Kingdom's minimum wage is £4.35 per hour for 16 and 17-year-olds. 
six pounds and fifteen pence per round for eighteen to twenty year olds, seven pounds and seventy pence per round for twenty one to twenty four year olds, and eight pounds and twenty one pence per round for those over the age of twenty five. Mm, I can see your mind turning. Yeah, I was going to make you're a, overpaying everyone. Well, I was going to make a joke there, but I thought I made a joke about shopping trolley in Sainsbury's, which was a bit inappropriate. So I'm not I'm not going down that route anymore. Okay, Alexa, this is a difficult one. When are the school summer holidays in South East London? You have London buses enabled. Do you want to open it? No. Right, well, let's let me try another one. Alexa. Hmm. When are the school summer holidays in London? The local sunset time in London for Wednesday, the 8th of May is 8.34pm. No, that's not good, is it? All right, let's see if the one that starts with G is a bit better. Hey, Google, when is the next bank holiday? On the website independent.co.uk, they say, early May bank holiday, Monday the 6th of May. Spring Bank Holiday, Monday the 27th of May, Battle of the Boyne, Friday the 12th of July. Right, someone's been, someone's, American. someone's logged in to my Google and changed the settings. Was it you? No. Well, someone Why has, would I do that? Someone has broken into the office and done this. Well, I'm You've looking around. You've done it yourself. I'm looking around and it's, got, it's someone <laughs> and it ain't me, so it's got to be you. Well. I don't want to, anyway, God. All right. Hey, Google. What is the minimum wage in the UK? You know it's going to be the American... It's not the minimum happen. wage in the United Kingdom was €1,453.28 per month in January 2019. Great. Great. All right, well, that's rubbish. Euros. Okay, Alexa, you won that. Well done. Alexa, I love you. Mm, I'm not sure. Ooh. Oh. Alexa, I love you. That's really sweet. Hey, Google... I don't love you. Okay, we can still be friends. Fine. All right, so let's talk about the annual Google Developer Conference, Will. Were you there? Yeah, so the Google Developer Conference, obviously big news this week, massive for everything. They're obviously at the heart of so much fascinating technology. What stood out for you? So it was 12 months ago that they did the duplex call where a restaurant booked on behalf of a human being which caused, am I right in saying, a lot of controversy? It didn't yeah. go down very well, did it? People were excited, but nothing's happened since. Yeah. So, so it's 12 months on, and I would have expected that this technology would have been rolled out and we'd be using it day to day. But yet here we are, 12 months later, it hasn't been rolled out, and now Google have announced that they've announced Google Duplex for the, for the web, which is basically, someone described it as autofill on steroids. So they did a bit of a an example, which got people excited again, almost like 12 months ago, where effectively they demoed booking a car very, very quickly. So instead of going online or using an app where you have to fill out form after form after form, Google, Google Duplex was basically through AI, it could kind of second guess almost what you were going to type and it did it in a quarter of the time, thus saving time and money, you know, this is like a much quicker way of booking things. And I, and I guess it could be rolled out to restaurants, flights, cars, you know, things that we hire for a short-term, long-term basis. I guess it could be rolled out for loans. It could be rolled out for mortgages, whatever kind of the scenario that you need to kind of type stuff 
in the laborious task of filling out form after form after form, this is going to automate that. Yeah. So I guess what they described as AI in our everyday lives. So all those kind of boring stuff you do on the web, it's just going to become much simpler. So you kind of get a sense for it when you're on Google Chrome and you're filling in your address and suddenly it's all filled in. It's, it's that, I guess, just taken to the next level. But some people were a little bit underwhelmed by this announcement. Why were they underwhelmed? Well, if you compare it with the excitement of Google Duplex the 12 months ago, the incredible lifelike call from a machine to a human, which sounded as if it were just a conversation between two humans. If you compare it to this, that's much more exciting. It is, but that hasn't been rolled out yet, is it? So clearly that was a bit of a stunt, wasn't it? Where they yeah. basically made it appear. I More think a lot of hours went into that and it wasn't, it's nowhere near ready, clearly not. But I think they've, Google have become under quite a lot of scrutiny for the Project Maven, is it? Whereby mm. they did a deal with the Pentagon to use AI to improve drone footage and a handful of Google employees quit. They actually handed in the resignation, which is a pretty big deal. And there's 4,000 people who work at Google who signed a petition to say, we don't want we don't want this. We don't want to be working on projects that, you know, could, I guess, influence wars or, you know. So I guess what, what you're saying is they p- perhaps didn't want any more excitement with any potential negative coverage. No. So they're, they're happy to play it safe. Yeah. So it's definitely one to keep an eye on. I mean, if they if they pull it off, incredible, really incredible. I mean, mm. it would be incredible to be able to do that, to be able to book something that quickly. That it's really worth watching. I'll put a link on my Twitter, the keynote, because you can actually see the the UX currently compared to you know how quickly you could, you know, duplex fills out these forms and gets you the information or the product that you need. Anyway, so keep an eye on that one. So what are we chat about next, Will? Voice enabled adverts, is it? Yeah. So well, we called this interestingly six months ago. So interestingly. I remember we were chatting about it that we thought the the way that kind of brands were going to use voice, you know, to to increase their customer base and to make more sales was through voice enabled adverts. And surely enough, lo and behold, six months later, Spotify have announced that they're trialing voice enabled adverts on mobile devices. Um, so they're testing they're testing it on some of you on some Unilever brands and Spotify studios as well, which is actually. It's on a podcast, a Spotify Originals podcast, which is about The Clash. And we're in Brixton, and there's a big affiliation with Brixton and The Clash because the bass player from Clash, that was from Clash, was from Brixton. Some of their most popular shows were actually in Brixton Academy, which I can actually see from the window here. And they also had an amazing tune, which you all need to listen to, which is called The Guns of Brixton. So interesting that we're talking about that, but essentially voice enabled ads will be a way that think of a podcast ad that I read out or think about the ads that you hear if you don't pay the the 15 quid a month or whatever it is for Spotify, that you could, an advertiser could basically say, want to find out more? And you would just simply say yes. And then from yes, from the, the call to action, you'll be taken on a funnel, a magical funnel. What would that funnel look like, Will? What do you think? So where where could they take you? It's kind of difficult to, I guess it would be more audio information. You could ask it questions. It would be a skill, wouldn't it? If it was on Alexa, it would be a skill. So it would take you to the skill and the skill then would be programmed to basically 
get you to do something, i.e. give them your email address to come to a location, to give you some sort of code, whatever mm-hmm. that might be. It's And the great thing about this is it's really easy to track because podcast ads, it's really difficult, isn't it, to track? How do you know how many people yeah. actually, you know, if you listen to like the Joe Rogan podcast, he actually promote some quite interesting stuff at the, the the start of that and he has huge listenerships how many people actually buy stuff as a result of that you know yeah much more difficult to track so it's going to become much more attractive to but you digital could, marketers who but, like to get but you can imagine it you take on a new client and you say all right so you need to be on top of seo you have to be there because that's so powerful search volumes are larger now than they ever have been you also need to be top at uh, top of page. You need a social ad strategy whereby, you know, you're appearing on people's feeds, even if they don't know about you yet. We're going to let them know about you through amazing content. But also, let's get some, you know, what's your voice strategy whereby, you know, we need to be creating voice ads and putting them, you know, if you're a guitar brand or if you're a, a whiskey brand, you want to appear at the start of the Spotify podcast on The Clash, because you know that people listening to The Clash are probably into whiskey or guitars or Dr. Martins or Converse or whatever that might be, or the coolest new leather jacket. It's just a really, really powerful way of getting in front of an audience. And it's inoffensive, isn't it? Do you want to find out more? Yeah, I do. And what they're saying is that it's an opportunity to reach customers at a time when they're trying to have a digital detox so they're listening rather than you know scrolling up and down instagram or facebook they're saying no i don't want to do that i'm being good and i'm going to listen to a podcast well hey you can get them while they're actually <laughs> listening to a podcast amazing do you want to find out There's more no letter so i know as you're on the southeast you know london the train home back to kent and you've been in london all day you know, we can get you then. And you all you have to do is quite, imba- it might be a bit embarrassing when you're on the train and you say, yes. And, but I suppose this will just be more common. You know, yeah. I'm really excited about this. I think it's amazing. I think this more so than skills, because this for me makes more sense of skills. This like by actually having been able to take someone on a journey whereby, you know, the end, the crescendo is a Google action or a skill, then that makes sense. And the skill can be tailored towards the funnel, you know, as in let's take them down a journey where we can actually just give them valuable information. If it's a holiday, it could be, imagine that, like if it was like promoting holidays or in, I don't know, Venice or something. It could just take you on an area guide of Venice. It could talk you all the mm. way through the different hotels. What's your budget? I've got a hundred pounds a night budget. Well, these are the hotels. What do you like? Do you want nightlife, quiet? And yeah, awesome. it's a completely new way to interact with potential customers, and it's give leads the way for a lot of creativity. I think. I think so, and it could be for artists. So, if you want to find out more about a particular artist. There could be interviews, there could be the history of the artist, exclusive content, it could sell tickets. There's just so much. This I'm telling you, this is the biggest, and you could see on social media that this is the biggest kind of voice news, bigger than duplex. This is like, this is huge. Anyway, that's my rant over. So we're next, we're going to be talking about Calljoy. So I'm going to play a little Calljoy video. So here we go. Let me just find it. Call Joy, where are you? Call Joy. Here we go. When I started, business took off. 
Almost instantly, the phone became a burden. I wasn't prepared for the volume of calls and customer Annoying voice. coming in constantly. I started this business to devote more time to cooking, not answering the phone. With CallJoy, I can get back to cooking and never miss a phone call. The dashboard gives me insights into things like peak call times and bad call experiences, even recording those calls for later. And the CallJoy agent is always first to answer to make sure those calls are directed appropriately. Most people are calling to order, so the text back feature converts those calls to action. That means my phone is ringing less and my orders are going up. CallJoy doesn't just help me manage phone calls. It gives me more control over my business and my customer's experience. CallJoy. Answer with intelligence. Great, but how quickly was he talking? Jesus yeah. Christ. It's, it sounds really like he's on him. kind of, I don't know, on something. He's, <laughs> but he was Wait. a chef. So chefs are allegedly kind of, they need, you know, stuff to get them, stimulants yeah. to help them get through things quicker. So <laughs> so what's the relationship between CallJoy and Google? Do you actually know? Because it's it's announced as a Google-like launch. So Google is combining several technologies, including virtual phone numbers, audio transcriptions, automated reporting and analytics in a new effort to help small business owners manage their inbound phone calls. So it basically allows small businesses like shops, restaurants to provide information like opening times. So if you imagine like small neighborhood tapas bar where you have to queue to get in, it's really popular. There's a stressed waitress who's not only delivering the meatballs and the, you know, fennel salad, and she's got like an aggressive boss shouting at her. She has to answer the phone and then she has to kind of give the same old information mm. time and time again. Have you got any tables? No, we haven't. You have to queue to get in. It's We don't take any reservations. What's the menu? So but what I really like about this is you can program it basically to answer any question. But if things like if you wanted the menu, call Joy could actually SMS you the menu as well. So that would be really amazing. So it's going to cut down, it's going to increase productivity, increase profitability, reduce downtime, make more money, save time, save time, make more money. So I think this is going to be really popular and something which agencies will be able to sell to local businesses, you know? So there's, yeah. it's going to roll out in the next, I'd say, two years that, Remember Yell.com, who were, you know, just ripping people off with crap SEO strategies that like companies like that will be selling things like CallJoy because people don't know, do they? They don't understand. So there's an opportunity mm. to go and sell this stuff as part of your advertising packages, productivity, efficiency, and profitability. And the dashboard is really cool as well. So if I'm talking as quick as the, <laughs> as our friend, the chef, yeah, I, I am excited. So if a hairdresser gets lots of calls about wedding hairstyles, for example, through the dashboard, you would be able to see that and you might add a promotion for wedding hairstyles. Sounds a bit like the original duplex. Someone on the end of the phone is not a human. Yeah. Anyway, so that's all the voice news. A lot's going on. And what are we doing with voice? We're, we're, where it's like interesting, really, because the skills, voice-enabled ads, it's just such an interesting space. More and more people are popping up. More agencies are popping up, I'm noticing. And we've been doing this podcast for a, almost a year now, Will. Gosh, yeah. Oh, I know, it's crazy. And I think we're going to be launching another podcast soon, which we'll like, officially announce, but hush, hush. 
It's more focused on other technologies that we're involved with because we obviously run an agency. Our day jobs is an agency called Move Digital. And we've got customers throughout the world where we kind of implement the things that we talk about on this show and other strategies that we kind of see working now. You know, things like search, paid search, podcasting. So just things that work now. So we're going to do our head-to-head, and not that we're royalists by any stretch of the imagination, or you might be, you're a royalist? I'm not really on either side. No, he but... just, exactly. So, but there was a baby born today, a royal baby. A Welsh royalist in general? No, I'm not a royalist, mate. I'm not a royalist. <laughs> I've got to, I'm too busy to get stressed about that. When I was younger, mm. I used to get really stressed about the royals, and, oh, I don't like them, and mm. off with it. But you know what? I just couldn't give a monkey's anymore. Be. And I did go to a garden party in the something, some event in... Anyway, so I was... Anyway, I can't... Well, I'd be to the garden party. I was, I was invited to the Queen's something. The someone, Queen's garden party. Although I was invited to... Yeah, there was something through my daughter's school where I was... Anyway, so I, I would be a hypocrite to, to slag off the royals because, <laughs> I, you know, but anyway. Oh, God. Right. So what is it? Do you want to do it? Yes. Do you want to do the one that starts with A first? Yeah. Alexa, what's the new <laughs> royal baby called? I don't even know how, how I'd ask it. Prince Harry and Meghan, oh, the Duke and Duchess of Sussex, have named their child Archie Harrison Mountbatten Windsor. The huh? young royal was born on May 6, 2019, at 5.26am, and weighed 7 pounds 3 ounces. The, the baby is Queen Elizabeth's eighth great-grandchild and his seventh in line for the British throne. Oh, gosh. Anyway. A bit too much information there. Did you catch that? Archie Harrison? Archie, right, something okay. Something. Let's not, like, you know. Let's not. It's just, well. it's just testing, isn't it? So, do you want to do the Google one? Hey, Google. Oh, it's the microphone is muted. The mic's back on. Great. Oh, he's American, I forgot. Hey, Google, what's the new royal baby called? On the website edition.cnn.com, they say, Meghan and Harry have named their first child Archie Harrison Mountbatten-Windsor. Mountbatten. The name is believed to have little precedent within the modern British royal family. Oh, dear. Huh, well, that short, brings... sweet. Well... <laughs> Brilliant. So that brings to the close another episode of the Voice for Voice podcast. We've got some really cool guests coming up, in, including the founder of What Three Words, who you need to check out. One of definitely one of the most exciting technology companies to come out of the UK in recent years. The founder, Chris, as I saw him speak at Amazon, really impressed. This guy is like has created an unbelievable product with his team. And yeah, their obviously voice is a huge part of what they do so we want to chat to them we want to chat to him about his story and what three words and what's coming up really so that's coming up in the next few weeks but that's that thank you very much for listening and we'll speak to you soon